and try again. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. You know, I am a betting man, Freak Nation, and I don't know if I would have taken this bet that with two races left in the NASCAR Cup Series, that Ross Chastain would still be running for a championship and that Tom Brady would be three and four just seven games into the season. And only gave up three points, only got three points today. What in the wide, wild world of sports is going on here? Do you think Ross Chastain has the chops to be a champion. We'll get to that this hour. Formula One in Austin this afternoon. We already knew who the champion was. We got plenty of races left. We already know who the champion is. A lot of things going on off the racetrack that involve Formula One, and they ain't good. We'll get to that. Thank you guys for playing ball with the freaks tonight. Lucas Oil Studios is where we are. And you are watching us on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitch. Thank you guys for hanging out. And one of our many affiliates across the country. We are a radio show first. And then you get to see our happy little mugs on all of these little video channels. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, Suave, he's here. Statman, we had to wake him up. Crasher, we had to get her face out of the refrigerator. Me, I just had, I just had to get my butt off a freaking airplane and stop walking like a zombie. If I want to have chocolate cake, damn it, I get chocolate cake. Yeah. Hey, 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 what are you doing having chocolate cake and not, you know, in the second grade, they said you can't have it unless you bring enough for everybody. (laughs) Here we go. I did eat a little too much, and I did not share as much as I should have. We should have a ding, Suave, for every reference that Statman brings up that like 65% of our audience has no idea what the hell he's talking about. Well, everybody was in the second grade at one time, you know. And it... <laughs> was, was that part of your curriculum? Yeah, so, chocolate Statman? cake. Reading, writing, arithmetic, and chocolate cake. <laughs> Shared chocolate cake. <laughs> oh, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And again, a lot of things to talk about. We've got two more races to go. Martinsville and the course of championship in Phoenix. Uh, Ross Chastain, does he have a championship persona? We're going to ask that question. We're going to want you to chime in on that. Formula One, again, ran in Austin. We know who the champ. What do we have? Three races left in the Formula One series season? Two or three. Do we know, guys, what it is? Um, even more, who cares after all? Oh, that man. Actually, mm-hmm. that's where I wanted to go with it. Right. I was so into the season, the beginning of the season, summertime, everything happens in the summertime. And only the things that really, really, really keep your interest, keep your interest. And yeah, I've fallen off the F1 bandwagon, so to speak, a little bit ago. Suave says there's three races left in Formula One, and I don't want to shoot. Our, I don't want to shoot our wad right here because I want to spend a lot of time on this coming up in about twelve past the hour in regards to Formula One. Look, look, I know that NASCAR 
that's the 800-pound gorilla when it comes to motorsports. But frankly, with Formula One running in Austin this afternoon, and that's not necessarily the headline or the headlines for Formula One. We're going to get to a story that uh, came out in the last 24, 48 hours regarding Red Bull and your champion in Formula One. Again, your champion that's already been determined. Four races left. We know who the champion was. It was determined coming out of Japan. Is this something that you want as a Formula One fan? We'll get to that. Again, uh, plenty of ways to chime in. We've got the comment section on our YouTube page and of our Facebook pages that we're live on, Mav TV, Lucas Oil, Speed Freaks, Worldwide Technology Raceway. You guys can chime in on that. NFL season, this is what, week eight, week six? What the hell ever it is, man. There's a seven. lot of week seven. A lot of madness going on in the National Football League. A lot of crossover from, from some folks I watch on Twitter, watching going in between Homestead and their favorite team. Homestead and their favorite but it just seemed a lot with Homestead running in Homestead, excuse me, with NASCAR running in Homestead. <laughs> Homestead does run there too. Yeah. Hey, I watched two football games and a Formula One race, and they were still droning on at Homestead today. I mean, come on. It's, these races are too long. Without question. Crasher will get to something specific to that race and the truck race and the Xfinity Series race that they all had in common. And again, it's not real good, Freak Nation, but we'll get to that. Uh, we're going to resume with some of our sports map affiliates. Get right back into it with the Freaks Extravaganza from the Lucas Oil Studios. Formula One and NASCAR and Homestead. I'm going to make a point about Tom Brady and NASCAR coming up in about 30 seconds. But right now... We're going to resume with some affiliates here in the Big Nation. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Bringing in our friends at Sports Map Radio Network. How you doing, man? It's a Sunday night. We got Sunday night football. We had Formula One racing. We had NASCAR racing. We had monster truck racing that we'll get to hopefully somewhere oh, yeah. in the show. Yeah. They've been overseas. Are you I talking said about- monster truck. I know. They've been overseas. The the Feld series, the official monster jam. No, I was hanging out with my oh. peeps, man. I don't know what I'm trying, what kind of sign I'm trying to do for YouTube. What is it? I'm hanging out with my peeps. What is this? The double V's sideways. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Ross okay. Chastain. Dude's running for a championship. If I would have said this, Freak Nation, Tom Brady, three and four, seven games into the NFL season, Ross Chastain running for a NASCAR championship with two races to go, which bet would you have taken? Right. Formula One, they've got issues. We're going to talk about those coming up in about six minutes. But I want to make this with our sports map Radio Network joining us at six past the hour. I want to make this comparison. What I saw on Twitter was a lot of folks going from the Tampa Bay, well, commenting on the Tampa Bay game and Tom Brady getting his ass beat Mm. by the freaking Panthers and the NASCAR Cup race at home. said, yeah, both instances are in Florida. The game wasn't played in Florida, but of course, Tampa Bay is in Florida. And again, a lot of people jumping on Tom Brady's grave. You're done, man. You're done. You're the old man. You might be the goat, but you're done. Is Denny Hamlin done, Crasher? No. No. 
he faded there at the end of the race today. But no, he has been a front-running contender all season. No, he's not done. Why are you bringing his name up of all names? Bro, all I could hear, again, um, in between the naps of the NASCAR race today was <laughs> Denny Hamlin complaining about his freaking car. And I can't get can't get off on the restarts. Got issues, boys. Deal with it, man. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. But that's part of a driver's resume, a race car driver's resume. Can you complain well? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. If you can, then you can be a professional race car driver. Uh, we're we're going to go to break here shortly. But Crasher, that's a great point. I love that. Can you complain well enough to earn extra points? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to that coming up here in the Freak Nation momentarily. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Back in the day, you guys did everything you could with what you had. Yeah. So we thought it would be more fun to take everything we have today and put everything you had over top of it. How about that? Wow. MAV-TV presents Legacy of Speed. This is the story of the cars, the men who built them, and the men who raced them. This is their Legacy of Speed on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? (laughs) Yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. 
You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation, coming up in moments, Formula One has some issues off the track. We'll get to that with Formula One running in Austin this afternoon. We figured, let's kick off the show with some Formula One conversation. And it might not be very pretty for you Formula One snorkelers out there. But first, I want to remind you, Freak Nation, a great website to check out, lucasoil.com. Their product spotlight of the week is Lucas Oil Power Steering Fluid. It provides what they call lubricity. It's a general purpose product formulated with special oils that frankly help stop wear and improve performance with your steering. Don't believe me? Go get it. For more information, go to lucasoil.com. Power steering fluid from Lucas Oil. 22 years from Lucas Oil Studios and Statman Crash, Suave. We got many folks listening to us and, of course, watching us on YouTube and Facebook Live tonight here in the Freak Nation. And many eyes here in this country we're all on the capital of Texas. That's Austin. Uh, Formula One running on Coda. Yet there's been plenty of news, Statman, prior to this race that, frankly, off the track doesn't look too damn good for Formula One. And I want to spend a little conversation with you guys talking about where Formula One is, where it was, where it is, and where it should be going. But Stat, what's this story in regards to Red Bull may have to – they can't break a bank – but uh, pull out a couple extra ATM cards to pay a fine? Well, the issue is crazy that the FIA is negotiating with someone who broke a rule to find out, give us a rule that you'll accept and we'll let it go. (laughs) That that by itself sounds crazy. But when you have 20% of the grid, you, you know, some dispensations are due. But here's a story that I've found some credibility with. They're saying that what the FIA offered was a 25% cut in uh, wind tunnel time and a substantial fine. Now, that may not sound like much, but with that cut and another cut from the rules that say if you win a team championship, you get less time than anybody else. Arrow is the one thing that sets Red Bull apart from everybody else with Adrian Newey, the Arrow King. So that's a big thing. But the biggest issue in the garage from the teams is unless there's a big points deduction, this is all from last year where they spent more than $145 million, just a little more, maybe 5% more, but they did break the rule. That's what they're saying. Red Bull says that some of that is misunderstood, that they made some parts that they, right. that weren't used, that they're in inventory, and uh, we shouldn't be penalized for that. But that's where we are. And you know, if teams are saying it's all they're going to get is a money fine, then people will just pay. That's the cost of doing business in F1 is to get a big checkbook and uh, start writing big checks. So uh, that's that's where we are. The, the issue here in America is whether or not all of these strange rules, all of these fines, all of these fines for drivers with jewelry on their, you know, on their ear or in their nose or wherever, 
what's That's all $50,000. Yeah, what's all that mean? Is that going to turn you off? Are you going to jump off the F1 bandwagon because suddenly uh, F1 has more rules and more rubber rules and credibility problems than NASCAR on a Tuesday afternoon? What do you think? Crasher, ooh, you, want the, you want it first? That last statement is interesting. More rubber rules than NASCAR? I don't think so. They might be approaching that. But what has soured me is just plain cheating. I don't care what the sport is out there. If it's Major League Baseball, if it's in the NFL, you cheat, you're an ass. That's just, that's my point of view, bottom line. So did they break, did Red Bull break the rules and go over the cost cap in 2021 and then win the title as well it's not a good look it's cheating bottom line there's no way around that so screw you red bull and i wanted to be a fan i love that sebastian vettel took four consecutive championships for that team but i don't like what's going on now don't go over the cost cap and then win the title it's just a black eye on the sport forget that i'm in agreement with so many of the drivers in the paddock that say you can't just find them monetarily and you can't just take a well, one title time is, is pretty significant, but take something else away from their future budgets. A current fine right now is just writing a check. That does but nothing. How, but how can you – I say the same thing about the Dodgers and the Yankees. If we're going to compare them and hopefully equal other sports that we've, we're fascinated with here in America, they do the same, same thing, but they go way over – their line. They go way over their budget. They get their hand slapped. They got to pay a tax. Then that's on Major League Baseball. I mean, again, is it is it working that they just get get their hand slapped and the, make the them Yankee, write a check? The, no. the Yankees are playing in the American League Championship Series. It's working. The Dodgers have made no, it. No, it's play. not working because they're showing that they can spend more money and continue to win championships. No, it's not working. Major League Baseball is failing in that regard, and that's the same road that F1 is going down. Yeah, well, look at the Golden State Warriors. They won the NBA championship last year, and uh, they just in NBA. If you go over the cost cap, you just pay a fine. It's a percentage of how far you went over, and you just pay some money and keep going. Maybe that's so, what they ought to have in uh, Formula One. So what's our, what's the, what's the issue with this crasher that they w- that they went over Not this this. This gray area, this certain figure by a, a, a small amount. Yeah, it's not a gray area. It's an exact number. It's 145 million, 150 million. I think it's 150 million. What happened just a couple of years ago was teams were spending 350 million. Guess what? Coincidentally, those were the teams at the front of the grid consistently. More money in F1 means more at the front running. And you just, they're, they're trying to curb that. So if they really want to make an effort to curb, excessive spending then you got to do something excessive to punish it moving forward well the the number is 145 million and they're saying that uh red bull only went over like seven and a half million uh but they won a championship and the Mm -hmm. and the drivers are saying that that seven and a half million more than anybody else makes a lot of difference especially the way they run it that seven and a half million bought in the last lap of the season and got him a well, this is, yeah. that man what if this was for ferrari or mercedes doing this do you think there's so much angst and negativity from other teams inside the walls of formula one because of that silver platter championship that was awarded to verstappen last year well i think if somebody if if uh, uh arrow or uh, uh alpine had spent 
over the budget and finished in the middle of the field, nobody would be saying anything. They said, you know, just rub their shoulders a little bit, make sure they can write the check and and keep going. But if you overspend, you break a rule, win a championship, and then the people that make the rules go to you and say, what kind of penalty would you accept? Well, that's, you know, that's gone a little bit too far. You know, they, they ought to have some rule to make it hard if they're going to say that this needs to be curtailed and they're going to stand by this then they need to find a way to, to make it difficult uh, and painful if they go over the cost cap. Crasher, I want I want to yes. jump in here, okay? Mm-hmm. The the cost cap doesn't bother me that much. I even took some notes on the airplane today of why I'm just pissed off at Formula One, how I had all four. Wait, wait, wait. you had to give yourself a notepad for why you're pissed off at Formula One? Hell yes. <laughs> you see my life, right? Okay, valid, valid, yeah. You want to see my freaking notes? Yeah, they're right there, damn it. The, the, Formula One, I'm mad at you. Yeah, go on. Yeah, because you know that uh, Liberty Media is really monitoring this show right about now. Uh, the overspending doesn't bother me, frankly. The scam championship last year was a huge disappointment for me. Huge disappointment. So much so. They go out and fire the dude who's responsible, but they hmm. don't take any... Uh, how, do, how do I say this for, for radio without uh, getting They're not kicked? preventing it from happening in the future. Well, no, they, they, they should have just kicked the ass of this guy, all right? Michael Should have beat his ass. It's ridiculous, all right? That, that's the big issue I have with him. On top of Las Vegas, Richie, give me mm-hmm. a figure. What are, the tickets, what are the tickets going for for Las Vegas? Come on, let's go. They haven't officially been released yet, but we're expecting it to be in, uh, in like the five – Digits, probably somewhere around there, a couple thousand bucks. Well, it costs $7.77 just to get in line to buy a ticket. <laughs> this is so NFL Super Bowl, and even the playoffs to a degree, where you have two teams in the in the Super Bowl where probably 70% of the stadium has no attachment to that team. Maybe 30% of that stadium has attachment to both of those teams. These are corporate punks that are taking these te- oh, these right. seats and sponsors and executives that are taking these seats of everyday people that like to spend 100, 200, 300 bucks to see their team in the G-Dam Super Bowl. So I said, Verstappen, win the championship six race with six races left and screw Las Vegas. <laughs> Screw it. You know wait what? a minute, wait a minute. No, no, don't say screw Las Vegas because Miami screwed the public as well. Screw that- Miami too. Hell, give the championship to Verstappen the first race of the year. Damn it, you might as well have done it and saved people a lot. Of- let, let me show you something. This, this is what I was doing last night, 1030 Central Time, at Lucas Oil Speed. Did you hear that crowd? That oh, crowd yeah. paid seven, eight dollars to get in and say, see some of the most badass monster trucks throughout the Southwest and Midwest compete for glory. And the kids were so fired up. They were all there in their Halloween outfits. And mom and dad oh. were happy for three or four hours because the kids were jacked up because that guy, the tailgater, was the first one to do a backflip. Sorry if you're listening to us on the, on the radio network, but damn it. 
My point is, it doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't have to be $5,000 for a ticket to watch a G-damn Formula One race when you see them go around the track once. Yet monster trucks, you can spend 10, 20, 30, $50 to watch a slew of monster trucks, failed monster jam, and your children are jack. Listen, that's 2,000 horsepower, stat, crash, suave. When they crank those things up, I get a little giddy. And I'm that's PG. I get excited. Two, a 10,000-pound monster truck going bonkers and backflips. I don't need Formula One. I was on the freaking bandwagon. F you, Formula One. Ooh. Kiss my ass. I'm done with it. Okay, and it all started with last year's championship. That's ridiculous. I, I, okay. I wanted to see some, here's a popular word, reparations uh, for Mercedes-Benz or somebody, something. It was just, it was so stupid and evident that these guys screwed. I don't I don't have Hamilton gear behind me. I got Ricky Carmichael and Pele, and I'm not a Hamilton snorkeler like one person on this show. <laughs> Wait. Whoa. All right. But it, it they didn't screwed even take, They screwed they him. They did. They did. You they could be did. blind yeah. and see that they screwed Lewis Hamilton last year. Yes, there is no arguing that. Anybody who wants to come at us in the comments, there is absolutely no arguing it. Michael Massey, the race official, was fired because of it. Even that the, never should have happened. Even the anchors at ESPN, when they came back from the show, the first thing the guy said was, Lewis, you got screwed. And yes. in oh. other news, and, you know, they kept going. That Meanwhile, Formula One will then find Lewis Hamilton this year because of a nose ring and still not take care of what's actually going on cheating behind the scenes that affects performance. Yeah, you're screwing your fans, not just with high ticket prices, but with absolutely ridiculous decision making going on. And we were praising this series yeah. two months ago, praising you, Formula One, saying how much you were kicking the ass of IndyCar. And now we're pissed. Millennium. We're back to being pissed. I'm curious to see what the TV ratings were for the U.S. Grand Prix when we oh, get them. Probably coming up tomorrow or Tuesday. Because remember, Miami Grand Prix was one of the most watched Formula One races in history. ESPN mm -hmm. officially announced over the weekend that they've renewed their partnership through an 2025 completely commercial free keeping the sky sports coverage so i wonder if and you guys have mentioned this before is at some point formula one is going to reach that saturation which nascar reached back in the early to mid 2000s where it just it reached its peak and just can't couldn't go any further and then it's been on the down decline for about a decade now and i wonder if we're slowly getting to that point with formula one i think we're still on the uptick right now in the united states but at some point it's going to start declining and uh for now, at least the Vegas race coming up, I think that might just does, might just be the peak. We get to that we get to that mm -hmm. Vegas race next year. It goes off great. It sells out. People are excited about it, and then we already have a champion decided, so it just kind of falls off a creek. But I was watching the Grand Prix today. I was watching the U.S. Grand Prix over NASCAR over the NFL today. Uh, NLCS Game Five, Phillies going to the World Series. I was watching that over NASCAR today. I think that tells you where Formula One is in terms of. My brain. And the race was actually pretty good today, too. It was a pretty close finish yeah. between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. Jeez, so, Richie, fact, I watched probably, that race today, and it reminded me again of why I just don't give a crap about Formula 1. Well, it was, yeah, it was the best yeah, race of the year, in my opinion. No, no, no. Okay, Jesus that might be for Christ. the lead. That might, No, Richie is right. Ugh. You went outside and started playing with a brown recluse or whatever you were doing out back. <laughs> The bottom line is there were there were battles for positions. It might not have been for the oh lead, boy, but there were hey. two by two by two. You know, but if you were watching it, you would have enjoyed it's that. A battle for seventh. Yeah, he has no shot at the championship. 
But yes, y'all want to see side by side racing at Coda with oh, the elevation changes. Side by side racing in Formula One. <laughs> it happened. It happened on the last lap of the championship last year. Yeah, it did. And <laughs> yeah, it went, it did. Winner got screwed. Jeez, yeah, you're man. right. You're right. Valid. <sighs> he was he was wondering when I was going to have a slowly I turn with Formula One. <laughs> ah, I'm enjoying the heck out of this, and nobody had to look out their window and ignore you to get that response. <laughs> oh, little Ralph Schumacher comment uh, right there. All right, uh, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes coming up next. But first, your Statman Scat. <laughs> Friday this week, got a call from a cousin as I was headed home from lunch. Cousin was alerting me about family that was racing nearby motorcycles in Xenia, Ohio. After a quick U-turn an hour down the freeway, I was there watching Don Chavis mentor his nephew Jonah, National Hot Rod Association bracket racing on motorcycles. I'm told the heavy hitters were there. Don is helping Jonah make the transition into national pro category racing. Don has raced in pro stock motorcycle, but now he's just helping Jonah. Must have worked. Don went out early on Saturday, but Jonah was the top qualifier. Got to the final four before a distraction from a course worker took him out of the running. Don must be a good teacher. Jonah is a newbie at National Pro Category Racing. Of course, anytime you can go home with money in your pocket and some other stuff from qualifying, it's a good day, right? Thanks for the alert, Pepe. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, what if I told you you could save up to 100 bucks with a new set of tires? Well, frankly, you can. Now through the end of the month, through October 31st, by four qualifying general tires for your SUV, passenger car, and you'll get up to 100 bucks back. For more information, the smart thing to do, go to our website, speedfreaks.tv, hit the general tire logo, bam, it'll take you right to generaltire.com. We want to save you some money on your tires, the general tires. Do yourself a favor, go to speedfreaks.tv or generaltire.com. Money. Money. We want to save you some money. Crasher, you got some pit news and notes. Thanks to our friends at General Tire. I do. Wing sprints. Winged sprints were out west. NASCAR was in the southeast. And F1's Texas Square that we were just talking about. It was a small but a mighty couple days of racing in Southern Florida. I think this weekend made it obvious yet again just why NASCAR doesn't close their season on the Homestead Oval any longer. Come on. All three of the races this weekend, whether it's trucks or Xfinity or Cup, all three of them were dominations. Ty Majeski leading one half of the laps in the trucks, winning by more than four seconds. Noah Gregson leading 127 of the 200 Xfinity laps on Saturday, at one point even leading by nine seconds on people. All right, let's go to Kyle Larson. Today, cup race on Sunday. 199 of the 267 laps. That's more than three quarters of the race he dominated. Sweeping both stages and clearly showing no mercy. What did he say? Post-race on the track, he said, hey, fans, I hope you enjoyed today's ass whooping. Hmm, Yeah, that's what it was. Pit drama aside, I'm curious, who out there really believes Homestead because I saw this not so long ago. Who out there believes that Homestead is a fun track to watch a race? I, 
This weekend sure as heck didn't prove it. All right, Austin, Texas. Kenny wanted me to tie these in together in the sense of, oh, hey, here's another dominant performance. Max Verstappen. But Austin was the host for Formula One. It was an epic crowd. A few of you have been chiming in on that. What, 440,000 is what they're estimating over the course of the entire weekend. Your already decided champion, though, Max Verstappen, took the lead over seven-time Lewis Hamilton with just a few laps to go, drove on to the Lone Star win, even after a very uncharacteristic slow stop. Now, love Max or loathe him, it was fitting for Red Bull to take the win on the weekend when founder, Red Bull founder, Dietrich Matsuchitz, <laughs> I knew I was going to do that, Matsuchitz died just one day prior. He, di- he died yesterday at the age of 78. Yeah, so that's obviously not something that we want to really... I mean, it was sad. Yep. Trophy Cup weekend in Tulare, California, benefiting the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Shane Golubek was your overall points champ. Zeb Wise took the big win on the final night last night. Again, all funds benefiting Make-A-Wish Foundation. Head to Tulare, Tulare's website, Tulare Speedway, I believe it is, dot com, for more information on how you can donate and for more information on... Well, let's see. There was a rally race this weekend in Spain. Other races that went on throughout the country. Racer.com and Speedsport.com. Thank you, General Tire, for making this thing possible. Her name is Erica Ender. She's a badass. She's running for her fifth NHRA Pro Stock Championship. And the story she tells about getting jacked with is incredible by a Mm -hmm. former crew chief. Whoa. Drop that bomb at this blip. Okay, I see where we're going with this. Uh, so, yeah, man, Erica Enders, NHRA postdoc, and she joins us next in Speed Fits and the Lucas Hall Studio. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Drifting can be the most demanding motorsport in the world. My name is June Main. The high RPMs required to keep my tires spinning and rubber burning are brutal on engine oil. That's why Lucas Synthetic Oil Stabilizer was formulated for performance on the track and the highway. Lucas Synthetic Oil Stabilizer keeps my power on for split-second decisions, making every shift and turn count. When it comes to my engine and engine oil, I give it every advantage with Lucas Synthetic Oil Stabilizer. Back in the day, you guys did everything you could with what you had. Yeah. So we thought it would be more fun to take everything we have today and put everything you had over top of it. How about that? Mav TV presents Legacy of Speed. This is the story of the cars, the men who built them, and the men who raced them. This is their Legacy of Speed on Mav TV Motorsports Network. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. 
Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? <laughs> yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Twenty two years, going on twenty-three years of speed freaks from the Lucas Oil Studio, Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. We're all here, man. The website, speedfreaks.tv, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And for those of you watching us on YouTube and all of our Facebook pages, how you doing, man? Uh, good to get this woman back here in the Freak Nation. And I'm curious, uh, Erica Enders running for her fifth NHRA Pro Stock Championship. Erica, twenty-two years ago when we started Speed Freaks. Uh, were you even collecting money for winning races back then? <laughs> As a minor, yes. Um, <laughs> I started racing pro stock 18 years ago. Prior to that, I drove uh, super common, super gas for five years and junior dragsters for nine. So uh, I'm working on year 31 behind the wheel of something, but uh, I've been a fan of y'all's for ever since. Erica Enders, again, running for her fifth fifth NHRA Pro Stock Championship. And I'm afraid to turn this over to Statman, Erica, because I think I, I think you're quietly paying this guy underneath the table because I haven't found anyone a, a, a bigger fan than Statman. Uh, 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 uh. Oh. Greg Anderson's kids. Oh. I mean, they wear Erica Ender's shirts in the pits, right? <laughs> I don't think so anymore. <laughs> Yeah, right. Dad probably had something to say about that. Yeah, probably. Right. But Erica Enders, it's not lost on us what you've done and continue to do as a pro stock pilot. You're setting all kinds of records and you're getting into that realm where Erica Enders name is should be talked about as one of the greatest ever drag racers. I know you might be thinking like, what the no, but you're at that point now, Erica, that you're doing that. Uh, is that humbling? Have you thought about that? Do people remind you of the significance of what you're doing in NHRA Pro Stock? Yeah, we've been reminded a few times this year because of the season that we've had. Um, but as a racer at heart, I just kind of focus on the goals that I, I set at the beginning of the year. And, you know, we've been really fortunate to knock a whole bunch of stuff off of that goal sheet this year. Um, we just... We just accomplished our ninth victory out of 11 finals, and we've only been to 17 races. Um, we have two remaining in Vegas and Pomona, and we're hopeful, obviously, to lock up that fifth world championship. But it's, you know, as a little girl, uh, just dreaming big dreams, I had always hoped to be in the position that I am. So 
So yes, when you think about it, it, it definitely is surreal. It definitely is humbling. But on the other side of it, being a perfectionist, I, I just want more. So not being greedy, just want to keep going for it. It's just, it's incredible to me. You talked at the beginning of this interview about 31 years behind the wheel. When was the movie that came out? What year was that with you and your sister? So it came out in March of 2003. So this spring will be 20 years ago, which if that doesn't make me feel old, I don't know what does, but um, just, uh, just kind of a crazy ride that we've been on. And then how was that all put together? And then how did that spearhead you into the top ranks of NHRA. So my sister Courtney and I raised junior dragsters together. She's three years younger. So we were always in different age brackets and together we won the spring nationals in Texas and uh, became the first sisters to win an event together. And people magazine did a little one page article on us. And one of the Disney executives saw the article in the magazine, which just so happened at that time, they were doing a series of movies about females in male dominated sports. They had double teamed, which was about the twin sisters that played basketball and motocross, which was about the girl that, you know, cut her hair short to, to look like a boy so she could ride motocross. And then they did right on track, which was about Courtney and I in, in the junior drag racing league. So um, from the time that they called us till the time the movie was released was five years. So it was quite, quite the process, but we were involved in every step. Um, Courtney and I were on set the entire six weeks that we filmed the movie and we did all of the stunt driving and um, got to be a part of it. And it was just uh, just a really cool experience. Would you welcome a remake of sorts, obviously modernized with what you're doing in not just NHRA, but in motorsports in general as a badass female driver now? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we would probably be punted off of the Disney network, but um, we could maybe get on some other sort of network. But um, the movie, since junior drag racing, there have been a lot of things that have happened through our career that uh, that probably aren't suitable for children, but it's uh, it would definitely be cool to see a sequel. Wow. Eric Enders is going for a fifth championship. There's a lot of guys out there that got a lot of headlines and sponsors standing in line and they don't have one or two championships. You're going for your fifth. There was a time, Erica, when you couldn't get champion, uh, you couldn't get sponsorship, even though you had championships. I would assume those days are gone. <laughs> well, finding finding marketing partners and sponsorship dollars are probably the most challenging part of our business. Um, we've been really blessed with some great partners over the years. I have Melling Performance, Gallagher, uh, People Lease, C-Tech, C-H-E, uh, a bunch of guys that make all this possible, High Performance Lubricants, Mark Stockseth. Um, you know, you go down the list of people that that help you accomplish your dream day in and day out. And it's it's kind of crazy to to know that they're on board and they believe in you. Uh, more than more than we believe in ourselves. So it's pretty awesome to have those guys. But, you know, there were there were some definitely some years that it was uh, pretty thin and we had to make it work. But, you know, starting off in pro stock in 2005, that was my debut. We went seven years without a win. So there was uh, there was a lot of those uh, a lot of those valleys that make these peaks that much sweeter. So it's been a, a long road, but a, a really fun one. Wow. Once you won, they couldn't grab it out of your cold damn hands for crying out loud. You've been beating them up for a long time. You mentioned, you mentioned dreaming, and I, I fought the urge to ask you this, but it keeps coming up. You do dream, evidently. What do you dream about? 
I dream about being the best there ever was. And that, that's been my goal since I started, um, you know, a very tall order, obviously, with the talent that uh, that our sport has seen, especially in pro stock with the likes of Bob Glidden and Warren Johnson and Greg Anderson, who's still competing. Um, it's a. Uh, it's just crazy, but as a as a little girl that that raced junior dragsters and watched my dad grew up at the track watching my dad race sportsmen, um, it's just something that I always wanted to do. I just, you know, third grade project, right? Kids are saying, "Yeah, I want to be an astronaut or a doctor or a lawyer." I always wanted to be a race car driver, and here we are. So, those were the dreams that I had, and I'm I'm getting to walk them every single day, and I'm I'm super blessed for that. Wow! So when you wake up in the morning, those are really dreams you had the night before. You don't dream about beautiful skies and lollipops you dream of oh my God. <laughs> what? listen you don't want to know my literal dreams there's some crazy that happens in there but you know i'm lucky some days that i can put a ponytail in my hair but uh other days i have to, <laughs> to be a great race car driver <laughs> come on you gotta tell us one you can't just leave oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so just i have one. this re- i have this reoccurring dream that i'm like trying to get suited up and get in my race car and I can't get my belts fastened uh, quick enough and I can't get my helmet on and they're waiting for me and I'm going to miss the call. And, you know, it's kind of like one of those those nightmares that you have when the bad guy's chasing you and for some reason you can't run and you can't scream. It's, it's one of those deals. But that, that dream happens a lot that I can't get I can't get in my car fast enough to get up to the starting line. Hey, I've got something for you. Her name, of course, is Erica Enders running for her fifth Pro Stock Championship and from all intents and purposes can wrap it up in Las Vegas before Pomona. Uh, again, look what John Force has done. Let's put that out of the picture. But look what you've – if you had the setup and the the setup or maybe the mentality or those seven years when you didn't have a, have a win or a championship, what was missing – why didn't you win races or championship those first seven years compared to where you are now? Um, I think, you know, having more seat time obviously makes you a better driver. It's like if you play a stick and ball sport, if you practice every day, you're obviously going to get better. So over the years, the seat time obviously taught me to be a better driver. Um, coming from behind in a car that typically couldn't qualify when we set foot on the property and having to rise to the occasion and have really good reaction times. And then of course, all of the races that I didn't qualify, just went up there and sat on the wall and watched these other pro stock drivers, what they were doing, what they liked, what they didn't like, what their tendencies were. Um, You know, all of those, all of those years and all of those things made me a better driver. So I would uh, attribute the lack of success to inexperience. Um, maybe not having the right group of people around me because the people are the most important part of the puzzle. Um, not taking from the groups that I raced with before, but just kind of finding your way and, um, you know, that chemistry that you can't buy um, or or create is just natural. And that's something that we are really lucky to have here at Elite. And um, another thing about the people is the guys that I work with, none of them are trying to stab me in the back or snake my ride. They don't want my seat. Um, that's stuff that I had to deal with at, at other teams. So being able to just get in the car, focus on what I have to do, having the right people around me, and just of course, hard work, all the, all of those things made us a lot better, but those, uh, those rough seven years at the start were uh, a great learning experience and absolutely the reason why I am the driver I am today. Erica Enders, four-time NHRA Pro Stock Champion, going for her fifth. Again, can wrap it up in Las Vegas. Joining us here, Lucas Oil Studios. I want to go back to the one thing you said. We forget about in sports how, I don't care if you're a receiver for the Cardinals or 
uh, the starting point guard for the Dallas Mavericks. There are people gunning for that position, whether on the practice team or someone on the bench. When you said people trying to snake the ride out of you, it reminded me that, yes, it's your seat isn't secure. So that's another thing that you've got to carry with you to that starting line. There's, But to work with people that are after your seat, that actually happened to you? And how did you find out that this – these people were trying to get into your seat. <laughs> it was, uh, it was definitely interesting, but it's just a, another lesson on why you don't quit in 2013. When I was driving for Victor Cagnazzi, um, some things happened throughout the season. Um, when a, a crew chief of mine would drive occasionally. And then, um, we got to Las Vegas and Richard Freeman at elite had been talking to me and, you know, he's like, you should come drive over here. And, um, i I'm pretty, I'm loyal to a fault. So I was like, no, I, I love where I'm at. You know, I got to work through that and you got to break up with one boyfriend before you go out with another. So, uh, you know, this, you it, all, it all went down in Las Vegas and some things happened that, you know, guys that work on my car while we were, while we were still in the points to be able to be capable of winning a championship, uh, I believe we entered Las Vegas in third and um, a couple of my guys that worked on my car went over and helped another another guy who ended up winning the race. And it just it just showed me that there was absolutely no loyalty except for my own. And, um, you know, went on to Pomona and some things happened there. And when I when I lost that round in Pomona, I, I went back to my trailer and I got my things. I got my logbook, my laptop, my racing equipment. I put it in my bag and I walked across the street and threw it in the Elite Motorsports trailer. And that was the that was the beginning of the next chapter of my life. So without like divulging too much information, like it just, um, it's like coming home and walking in on your husband. Like it just, it ripped my heart out and I hated how it went down, but it was a lesson in that not everybody's always going to treat you the way that you want to be treated or the way that you treat others. So you just, uh, you got to worry about yourself and it's super cutthroat in the business world and super cutthroat and drag racing. So, um, I just had to man up and, and stand up for myself and it opened a door to something I couldn't have even fathomed, fathomed, like working here at elite motorsports has been, you know, back to that comment, a dream come true. These guys, uh, these guys are awesome. And as a one car team running a part-time schedule in 2014, we won our first world championship together and, and we've never looked back. So it's uh it's been a blessing. And as somebody that is, I wouldn't use the word scared, but not super fond of change. Uh, it was definitely a, a huge deal for me. And, uh, made my stomach hurt to, to do it or to think mm. about it. Erica running for her fifth championship and she can wrap it up in Las Vegas. Uh, whatever, whenever you wrap it up, we'll be happy for you. And we'll get you back in the freak nation to celebrate number five, Erica. Sounds awesome. Thank you guys so much. I adore y'all. Thank, well, thank you. I you. Think likewise. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. been fun watching you kick some ass with that smile of yours. Oh, thank you. We're going to see if we can, uh, we can hold our foot on their throats for two more races and, and seal the deal. Erica, thank you for coming to the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for having me on. I hope by the time that we call it a day for Speed Freaks that we're not saying a woman winning a championship. But my gosh, five championships in the arguably, I know we got a break, arguably the most competitive class in all of drag racing. Mm hmm. She'll get number, well, hopefully she will wrap number yeah. five this coming up weekend. Wow. More Freaks next. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, 22 years of doing this, on to our 23rd, and Erica Enders joined us last segment. We've got WWE superstar Raquel Rodriguez next hour and a NASCAR champion. Uh, there's no one cooler and calmer than this dude. <laughs> Not even Tyler Reddick. He joins us next hour. Richie, we've got about a minute and a half. Then let's go to the poll because that's not what I was going to do, but it's okay. <laughs> Take the poll down. You you and you were texting us that um, hold the trigger. Yeah, it's okay. That Erica Ender's Disney show was the one that was your first motorsports movie that you watched from Disney. Yeah, right on track. Right on track, starring Brie Larson. He went on to win an Academy Award. She's now in the MCU. But yeah, my sisters and I. Loved watching Disney Channel movies when we were kids. Right on Track was one of them. She mentioned Motocross. The bet was another one. And uh, there was another one with Frankie Muniz who was in uh, that was motorsports related. And uh, yeah, that was my introduction to motorsports for the most part was watching those Disney Channel original movies back in the day. So I'm, I thought it was kind of cool that she brought that up. And it's coming up on the 20th anniversary of the movie, which is just insane. Because you're really old. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You just liked watching that nice-looking woman racing a car. That's what you liked. <laughs> and winning. Yeah. Step man, if you only knew. All right, man. Coming up next hour, Raquel Rodriguez and a smooth customer when it comes to NASCAR. Who is it? Stick around. You're going to find out. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Network broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the freaks. Coming up this hour, her popularity continues to rise. Raquel Rodriguez, the author of the Tejano Bomb from the WWE. She will be here in the Freak <laughs> And I'm just going to kind of leave it at the coming up in 12 minutes. The coolest NASCAR driver that uh, I think I've ever met. Can't shake him. Can't stir him up. What does he do? He just goes out and wins championships. He'll be joining us at 12 past the hour. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're there for you. Again, Lucas Oil Studios going on our 23rd year of doing this. We spent some time last hour talking about Formula One and the issues they're having off the track. I am full-fledged off the bandwagon. Don't know what the hell it's going to do to get one leg back on there uh, for me. But again, if you missed any of the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Crasher, you did something this past week that uh, a lot of folks and I don't need to get into the whole promotion of the the, the company but uh, Statman I'm sorry I didn't see this video Suave you were there Crasher you were wearing a freaking clown suit it was so big <laughs> but you were driving a big ass race car in Phoenix International Raceway weren't we you? will put videos up this week to to show you yeah I did not know until the morning of which was Friday that I was going to actually get a chance to drive not just do a ride along but drive a NASCAR stock car around Phoenix. And wow, I feel, I mean, I feel like every time I interview 
Kyle Larson or Tyler Reddick again, I'm going to know so much more than them. So, I mean, I, it, all kidding aside, it was spectacular. I was taking a similar enough line to the drivers based on the guy that was in my <laughs> ear, my spotter telling me how to drive the track. It was badass. The racing experience, holy cow. The NASCAR racing experience was amazing. And they're going to be, let's see, they were in Charlotte. They were at Daytona. They're going to be at Phoenix raceway before and after the championship weekend. Most importantly, that Monday after championship weekend you're probably going to be using tires that the drivers had during their championship weekend Whoa. the day prior, because we were on tires that the drivers had just used race worn tires in Las Vegas. So let me get this straight. They gave somebody named crash the keys to the car and let them go out on the racetrack and go fast in the thing. They did. They did two funny stories with that. Number one, this whole thing about going fast, we're supposed to progressively get to be able to increase our RPMs. The first two laps, they were like, ma'am, you can't go that fast yet. You need to, you need to watch your RPMs. You need to watch your RPMs. And I'm like, <laughs> they called you, ma'am. You let them, you let them call you, ma'am. Yeah, they actually on. called me crash. I think one time he said, ma'am. And I said, my name's crash. And he said, Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. Crash. You need to slow down. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't, that's just not in my DNA. Second funny story. When I got out of the car, Julie Giese, president of Phoenix raceway came immediately up to me. She goes, Oh my gosh, I have to tell you, I almost had a heart attack. All I heard on my radio was crash on the racetrack. And all I could think about was, this is my racetrack. What's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, minor detail. Sorry. Badass. <laughs> so yes, they did. They allowed, they allowed crash to drive a race car. Uh, Swabby, <laughs> why didn't you drive the car as opposed to a ride along? You sat there with your legs up on the freaking window, just smoking a heater. I was way too scared to dri actually drive a race car. First of all, everything was manual transmission. Uh, being a millennial, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I'm glad they didn't let me touch one of those things because I probably would have burnt the damn car out and they never would have been able to drive the race car again. So I, I had to ride, ride along instead. And my, the, my driver, the guy that was taking me around the track, just happened to be a NASCAR Cup Series champion, Dale Jarrett. And it was awesome. It was super incredible. <laughs> Nice. We were the fastest car on the racetrack, and we were buzzing by people like it was like it was out of style. It was awesome. It was incredible. And the video is going to be up uh, coming up later this week at Speed Freaks everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Check wow. it out. You got to get close to the wall. I didn't quite. They, I, I had to stay six feet above the yellow line when I was on my low line, and I had to be. <laughs> this still makes me laugh. Ten feet away from the wall on my high line. <laughs> that was hard. Yeah, the guy, uh, when we did that at California Speedway, the guy tried to tell me that, and I said, yeah, okay, fine. And I just drove up there anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Watch this. Got the stat man, baby. All right, man, we're going to bring in another round of affiliates and get right back at it here to Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks.
again, our friends at SportsCap Radio, Radio Network. How are you guys doing? The second hour of Street Freak. Coming up this hour, WWE superstar Raquel Rodriguez. She'll be here. And a NASCAR champion that, frankly, I don't care what you throw at the guy. He just doesn't. He doesn't stir. He's so calm. He's so cool. And he's probably, what is he, 21? Is that right? He's a youngin'. Yeah. So, yeah, man, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Lucas Oil Studios. Uh, the first six minutes of the show, we were talking about Crasher and Richard C. Suave, part of the NASCAR racing experience at Phoenix International Raceway. Crasher actually drove the damn car. Yes, Crash was on the track. Crash, right. yeah. Uh, Scared the president of Phoenix Raceway. Because? Oh, we have a crash on the track. Wait, what? No, Crash is on the track. Wait, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's all right. But that's look, look, when you get a chance to hop in a big boy race car, Stat and I had a chance to hop in a big boy NASCAR truck series car at California Speedway. Uh, Crasher, you, 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 of course, hopped in the number 69 car. Of course. Nice. We were wondering who was going to be in that car. It ended up being the smallest one. So all the girls went in there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, real quick. Here you go. Here you go. Okay, hold on a second. For our radio affiliates, my apologies. My apologies. Uh, just enjoy. Just imagine Crash getting out of a race car after driving around for about 10 minutes in a freaking clown suit. The fire suit is ginormous. It's huge. Yeah. It is it's absolutely huge. So, there you go. It was awesome. How fast did you go, Crasher? I don't know. I they only got me up to five thousand RPM. I don't know what the speed ended up being. Right, it was all RPMs, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a slower track. I mean, it's a one mile oval. It's got undulation to it. It's not your full force of the speedway. So, yeah, good plan. All right, Freak Nation, this calm, cool, and collected NASCAR champion joins us next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? (laughs) Yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. 
we wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Back in the day, you guys did everything you could with what you had. Yeah. So we thought it would be more fun to take everything we have today and put everything you had over top of it. How about that? Wow. Mav TV presents Legacy of Speed. This is the story of the cars, the men who built them, and the men who raced them. This is their Legacy of Speed on Mav TV, Motorsports Network. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. You are listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Freak Nation, LucasOil.com, great website to check out, a line of products to keep all of your rides fat and happy. The product spotlight of the week this week at LucasOil.com, power steering fluid, lessens the friction based with oils and additives to help stop wear and improve performance, seals and helps prevent small leaks. Check it out, man, LucasOil.com, power steering fluid, that's Lucas Oil, power steering stop fluid. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we're, gonna, we're going to get in the conversation in regards to Ross Chastain. And does he have the chops to be, well, evidently he does have the chops to be a uh, NASCAR champion. Suave, you put it out there on Twitter at Speed Freaks. Uh, what are the results there, my friend? Just asking a simple question at Speed Freaks on Twitter. Is Ross Chastain championship worthy? 62.9% say yes. 37.1% say no. Ross Chastain finished second today in Homestead. He is also currently second place in the points in terms of the NASCAR playoffs. And as of right now, there are going to be at least two drivers that are going to have to make it in on points to make it into the championship for to race for a championship uh, coming up at Phoenix Raceway here in a couple weeks. And he's in a good position to do that. And, yes. and one reason we brought this up is someone between the four of us just does not think that he's championship worthy. We'll get to that. But let me introduce you to a young man who is calm and cool as they come. And definitely championship worthy. He sealed it. Yep. You're an NASCAR ARCA series champion. Here he is. 2022 ARCA series champion Nick Sanchez back in the Freak Nation, this time as a champion for the ARCA series, decided to pump a little iron. If you're watching this video, you see that uh, he's got a – a number of uh, racks behind him. 
Uh, what kind of iron did you pump before coming into the Freak Nation, Nick Sanchez? No. <laughs> That's not part of the workout today. Um, I was, I'm just in the regular gym. Um, just, I, I'm not, I promise you, I'm not lifting any weights. It's too late in the week um, to do that before a race, but just some cardio. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's expand on that. When is your cutoff and, and why do you have a cutoff of lifting weights leading into a race weekend? We'll get to your championship later on, but this is fascinating to me. I think Tuesday. Um, you never want to be sore in the race car uh, at all. So I just try to, I try to like limit Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Um, if I'm going to lift heavy weights, that's, those are going to, those are going to be the days I'm going to do it. Nick Sanchez, your 2022 ARCA Series champion, joining us here in the Freak Nation, running on those general tires. Do you ever walk out of your your gym and start flexing for the ladies outside? No. Well, considering outside of my gym is just a bunch of wood, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> Flex for the deer. And the yeah, squirrels. the deer and the birds. <laughs> hey, once you woke up the next day from your last race in Toledo, did it feel any different for you being able to claim that you're a ARCA series big boy champion? Um, not so much that. Uh, it just feels weird, like the season being over, um, and that kind of that part of my career kind of being over in, in a sense. That was a weird feeling. But as far as the champion, like it, it didn't really feel any different. There had to be a sense of relief though, because you came into the season finale for the ARCA season two points ahead. And also, the season didn't start off probably like you wanted it to, getting, what, a flat tire and then and a poor finish. And, and not really a poor finish, but not a top five in Phoenix. So, I mean, there had to have been some sort of a sense of relief in addition to the elation of being champion. Yeah, definitely a sense of relief, you know, after 20 races to, to be on top. It's pretty cool. Um, there was a lot of times where I didn't think it would happen. So it, it is definitely a sense of relief that we got it done and, you know, uh, no more, no more nerves, no more, uh, no more points to worry about. That's, that's the best feeling. One of those times where you thought it might not work. Was that what, let's see on the weekend when you had to change your, your engine and go back as far as qualifying, because only two points separated you and Daniel die. All of a sudden you have to make a motor change and you have to come through the field in order to get points again. Was that one of the points where you thought, Nope, it's done. Um, I, I definitely, I don't want to say I thought it was done, but I was just like, okay, now nothing, nothing really matters about the race. Like you can't, you can't, you can't practice the car. You don't know what it's going to feel like. You don't know if it's going to hit the track. So you just have to drive. So it, as nerve wracking as it was, it was a lot easier on me because it kind of took all the pressure points off of me. And all I had to do was just drive, um, and, uh, be in contention. Wow. Nick Sanchez is the 2022 ARCA series champion on general tires. Congratulations, dude. Even though you were born a year after we started our, uh, our radio show. Uh, so you ran against some guys that were pretty old, you know, in some series, they put rookies on a yellow bumper. Should they put I don't know, blue bumpers on the old guys. So, you know, who's, who's there when you run up on, <laughs> I mean, not a bad thing to think about, but uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, some of the guys 
that you were running against were probably older than your dad. Do you ever laugh at them when you go flying by them? No, no. Um, actually, some of the old guys I'd say are pretty good. Some even, I mean, there's guys that are probably my age or as young as me that uh, I'd probably get more nervous fasting than the older guys, to be totally honest. Yeah, there are some guys in ARCA that don't even, aren't even old enough to get their driver's license on the uh, city streets. Uh, and they're out there racing. I would guess you got some experience. Uh, you've been racing in ARCA for what, two or three years. So you got some experience doing it. I'd be a little afraid too, when they come up on guys that you don't know what they're going to do. Oh yeah. There, there's some lap cars that are uh, very unpredictable. Well, here's the deal though. Nick Sanchez, ARCA series champion. And by the way, let me mention the 15th unique champion in the last 15 years. It's it. That part is just phenomenal. And ARCA needs to be able to brag to say we build champions. But ARCA took some criticism on social media this year because of what we've been talking about. Maybe some crashes, maybe some lack of awareness on track. Do you think that the series was deserving of that? I mean, if you're building champions, it's got to also be a learning place for drivers, right? Uh, Honestly, I really don't know too much about the criticism they took. Obviously, there's some people that we're driving that should not be driving, but, um, I guess you learn. I don't, I don't, I don't really know what to say about that. I didn't have to worry about it. So, um, if I don't have to worry about it, I'm not going to look at it. Nick Sanchez, your 2022 ARCA series champion. And frankly, uh, Nick, when you're running on those general tires at Toledo, uh, that was a, an interesting race from many points of view, whether it was the cautions, the lead changes, uh, the winning pass with two or three laps to go, the heated exchanges post-race, what would it take to get you uh, excited enough to where you're throwing helmets, throwing gloves, throwing bottles? Is there anything out there, even keel uh, Nick Sanchez, that would get you riled up? I mean, yeah, there, there's many things. Uh, it would really have to be bad. Um, I'm not going to throw helmets or bottles, though. Uh, <laughs> But I, luckily, I've never had to find out what those things are, and hopefully I never have to. But, yeah, I mean, I just, I just try to keep to myself on the track and race people the way they race me. Um, you're, you're, key words right there, on the track. Your demeanor is very similar to Tyler Reddick, and it, again, you can't shake Tyler Reddick, who, again, one time was contending for a cup championship. I don't know what it is in you guys. You're running race cars. You get fired up. You're bumping and banging. And how you can uh, preserve your sanity from time to time. Speaking of, what's in the future for Nick Sanchez for 2023? Uh, some very exciting things. Um, I think it's going to be a really, really, really good year. Oh, gosh. He can't Nick. announce it yet. He can't announce Probably it. Probably the 20th person asked that. So <laughs> Right? I'm sure you're like, um. I'm not cracking now. I hate to say it. <laughs> So you're going to be running for a Supercross championship next oh. year? Is that right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Right. For Yamaha. No, oh. Right? Okay. Is that while you're running the NASCAR truck series? No, maybe maybe like supercars in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well done. All right. Uh, d- How is your mom celebrating? Again, when I caught her celebrating that win at Talladega, I was fan freaking fantastic. How is your mom celebrating your championship, Nick Sanchez? Um, she's enjoying it. Uh, she's she's happy for it to be over because of her nerves and <laughs> the constant. Oh, you better win the championship. You better you better win the championship. 
But uh, she's doing good, and she's happy I won it. and It's over, and she doesn't have to get nervous about that anymore. So Yeah, it's good for her to brag with her friends that her son's a champion. Now she can say that with a certainty. Yeah, it's cool. Do you talk to her, in all seriousness, do you talk to her about problems like that of dealing with the pressure in a race car? No, 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 I never talk. I, I mean, to me, there is no pressure for myself. Um, it's pressure for her, or she thinks there's pressure for me. But I don't, I just drive. doesn't matter the situation. I mean, all you can do is drive. So it's, it's what I do. Everything else aside. You were seriously born to do this because of how calm you are. And you're like, yeah, you know, this is just me. I mean, hey, that's all you can do, right? You can only control what you can control. So you just, just got to do what you've been doing for the other 19 races and don't change it because apparently it's worked. <laughs> Well, we can't leave this interview without talking about Rev Racing, Nick Sanchez, your 2022 ARCA Series champion rolling on those general tires. Rev Racing has meant a lot to not just you, but other 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 current drivers uh, that run in the ARCA Series. What are some of the things that you're going to miss? If you're not going to be – I don't know. <laughs> what are some of the things you're going to miss not running for Rev Racing? Um. Uh, see, I, I think I am going to run for a race, and that's the thing. But <laughs> I, as far as, you know, you not, um, obviously, I, I'm not going to have my ARCA crew, so I'll, I'll miss working with them. You know, it was great working with them. But some of those guys I've worked for, I've worked with since uh, my late model days in 2018, 2019. So it'll be weird not going to that shop in a sense. Um, but I, I think I very much will keep the connection with Rev. Um, hopefully, that's something I could have for years to come. Boom. Nick Sanchez, always greatness when you roll in the Freak Nation, buddy. Congratulations on this big championship for you. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. We we tried to shake that guy up, but just couldn't do it. <laughs> Doggone. Some men are just unshakable. <laughs> More than once. Mm-hmm. Dang. Freak Nation, Ross Chastain. I would have lost that bet. I would not have thought that Ross Chastain would be running for a championship in the NASCAR Cup Series. Same. And there's one of the four of us that still doesn't believe he's championship worthy. <laughs> Ross Chastain, is he championship worthy? We'll get to that next. But first, your stat man, Scat. Family Friday this week, got a call from a cousin as I was headed home from lunch. Cousin was alerting me about family that was racing nearby motorcycles in Genia, Ohio. After a quick U-turn an hour down the freeway, I was there watching Don Chavis mentor his nephew Jonah, National Hot Rod Association bracket racing on motorcycles. I'm told the heavy hitters were there. Don is helping Jonah make the transition into national Pro category racing. Don has raced in pro stock motorcycle, but now he's just helping Jonah. Must have worked. Don went out early on Saturday, but Jonah was the top qualifier. Got to the final four before a distraction from a course worker took him out of the running. Don must be a good teacher. Jonah is a newbie at National Pro Category Racing. Of course, anytime you can go home with money in your pocket and some other stuff from qualifying, it's a good day, right? Thanks for the alert, Pepe. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. You're listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
now through October 31st, head to GeneralTire.com or SpeedFreaks.tv. Hit the General Tire logo, and you'll find out how you can save up to $100 with a Visa prepaid gift card given to you when you purchase four qualifying passenger or SUV tires from General Tires. It's now through the end of October. You got what? Eight days, man? Trick or treat. Bang. How about that? Tires or treat. Yeah. Tires are your treat. Yes. The $100 gift card is your treat. Damn straight it is. Go to GeneralTire.com or SpeedFreaks.tv and hit the General Tire logo. Ross Chastain has not won a championship in all of his travels. Arca, Xfinity, Truck Series. In fact, he was running for Chip Ganassi. Chip Ganassi sold the team to Trackhouse. Prior to Chip Ganassi, he was running with colleague racing in Xfinity Series. Ran with Nice Motorsports. But now this dude's running for a championship and Crasher, a NASCAR Cup championship. And Crasher, you just, you're not settled with Ross Chastain running for a championship. And why? I'm not because of the inconsistent season that he has had. Now, clearly he's played the system well enough to be in the position that he is right now, which is second in points. And that's phenomenal. And he finished today's race second. Has he been running well recently? Yes, but this is a driver who said this exact quote not long ago. He said, look, some of the things I did throughout the summer were just not. And then he had a long pause. And then he said, looking back, I would do them different. Some of it would just be my stance after races. I would prefer it to be different. But a lot of on track stuff I could definitely clean up. Whoa, that's not words from a champion's mouth. And he has had his fair share of run-ins, whether, I mean, Denny Hamlin being arguably the most visible of all of his run-ins. It's, to me, he has not shown personality-wise or talent-wise on track that he is deserving of carrying this big trophy at the end of the season and being called your 2022 NASCAR Cup Series champion. Having said that, this is one of the reasons why we love March Madness and the NCAA tournament in that Cinderella's come through. Mm-hmm. And if they make it to the final four, we're dying to see a Cinderella take home the championship. Has it happened? No. So it, will it happen with Ross Chastain? All I'm going to say is the chances are in his favor that it very, very well can happen. I I'm not a huge fan of it, but then again, shame on me because I'm the one that cheers on the Cinderella's in March. So I'm just not buying it because if I'm using his own words against him, that's why I'm not buying it. He's cleaned up his act recently. So prove me otherwise, Ross Chastain. It's up to you now. Statman, where are you on this? I'm a huge fan. In fact, I'm just the opposite. The only people complaining are the, uh, I got to fight the urge to call them clowns because they aren't clowns, but all the, I'm a clown. All the old guys who say that he doesn't he doesn't deserve it and they were complaining about him all summer long and his driving but he he worked the system. He's he the, he's he'll be one of four people with a chance to win the championship out of what 40 40 guys that race every week. So, yes, he 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 got to say that he's worthy of a championship if he's got the points and he's standing in line to get it. And what's he, what are they going to do? Take it away from him if he wins it? And, that, nope. And, and what they're doing, think about this. I don't think they could have done this in any other era 
of the, the Cup Series other than now with the, the drastic change of this car where everybody was equal going into this season. This is a this is track house. This is Ross Chastain. This is not an established Gibbs or Penske or Roush. Hendrick. Or Hendrick. This is track house. And they got a dude that's running for the championship. He played the system well. I'd be cool with it. I'm not a big, big fan of Ross. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm not a big – I should be because that you and I were on the freaking Martin Truex bandwagon when his team was uh, – Officing out of freaking Colorado. Yeah, right. He exactly. won championship. Yeah, all the Kyle Bushes and Kevin Harvicks and Denny Hamlins and all of these guys who have competed in the past and aren't keeping up with the the new names that you know the Ross Chastains and the uh, Tyler Reddicks and others, uh, Jace Briscoe and all these other guys that are said Christopher Bell, all these other guys that are stepping up. Everybody else is watching them. So yeah, I kind of hope. Now that you mention it, I kind of <laughs> hope he wins and knocks them all in the head and says, you know, take it away from me if you're good enough. If you could catch me. Plus, PR team's kind of kind of penises, but other than that, oh, we'll how do you really it. feel? What kind of plane it, flight did you have today? That, seriously. That, I slept in the car for three hours. I didn't want to pay for a freaking hotel. Well, that well, that that'll do it for That's you. you. <laughs> Suave, we need the we need the millennial take on this, my friend. You being the residential, Ross Chastain, fan, not a fan? I love Ross Chastain. Like Crash was saying there, I love the underdog. And I pulled up the odds from DraftKings here to take a look at what Vegas believes are the favorites to win a championship. Chase Elliott is your favorite. Obviously, he has the most race wins this year at plus 200. Joey Logano in second at plus 300. But Ross Chastain is there. Plus 450 according to Vegas to win this championship. So he can absolutely do it. He finished second back in Phoenix earlier this year to uh, Chase Briscoe, who is still in the running for a title. He's going to need to win next week at Martinsville, but he can absolutely do this. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if he would be the favorite to win that race, considering how well he did back earlier this year. And he's got momentum. He's racing really, really well right now. Again, finished second today at Homestead and, Momentum, sometimes it wins championships. Just look at the Philadelphia Phillies. They're the hottest team in baseball right now, and they are going to the World Series because of it. I so, saw a crash. We got to get out of here. We, we have to get out of here. Uh, uh, coming up next, where the hell are we? Oh, yeah. Coming come next. Sorry. A commercial break. Uh, WWE. <laughs> wow. I got Three you. Raquel Rodriguez uh, will be joining us next here in the Freak Nation. I even saw AJ Almendinger walk up to uh, Ross Chastain and uh, give him some props. They're former teammates in the Xfinity Series. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. You tell I'm delaying a little bit? I am delaying a little bit here. Five, four, three, <laughs> two. <laughs> and, <laughs> and scene. Uh-huh. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago. Right here in America. spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Back in the day, you guys did everything you could with what you had. Yeah. So we thought it would be more fun 
to take everything we have today and put everything you had over top of it. How about that? Wow. MAV-TV presents Legacy of Speed. This is the story of the cars, the men who built them, and the men who raced them. This is their Legacy of Speed on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? <laughs> yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation, do yourself a favor. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com and find the right product to keep your rides on the road. In fact, they might have something from the frog in my throat I have right now. I don't care if you got yourself a boat, motorcycle, a Mustang in your garage. They got the products to keep your engine fat and happy. What about the exterior of your car? They got that as well. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com to find the products to keep your rides, as I said before, fat and happy. So she's becoming one of the biggest WWE superstars as we speak. Her name is Raquel Rodriguez. She is uh, – her and I both went to the same damn college, Sam Houston State in uh, Huntsville, Texas. But how do you start an interview with someone that's born and raised in South Texas? <laughs> Hell, yeah. You ask him about tacos. And I think it was called Los Leones in uh, La Fiera for some of the best tacos. Is that true? La Feria, yes, yes. Los Angeles does have very good food. La Feria is actually a very, very small town that my mother went to 
high school in as well. So I, I attended elementary and middle school in my first year of high school in La Feria. It really has a special place in my heart because that's pretty much home for us. My grandma still lives down the road in Mercedes, Texas as well. Well, you didn't answer my question. What's the best? No, taco? What's the, well, what's the best taco spot? What is it? Uh, west of the 69 and Harlingen? Come on, help me out here, man. I'm looking for it when I go down there, Raquel. I would go to Los Leones and La Feria. They definitely have good tacos. But I'm going to tell you, anywhere you stop, like you could even stop at the Laredo Taco Company at a Stripes gas station and <laughs> you will get some really good tacos because somebody's abuelitas back there making tortillas. All right. These are not store-bought tortillas. They make the dough by hand. They roll them out. They make everything that is served up there. And I honestly, that's the best memory I have with my grandpa is stopping at this gas station, getting a potato and chorizo breakfast taco. And then he dropped us off at school. It was the best. <laughs> oh, that is. That's a breakfast of champions before school. I like that. But she's right. You don't think of a gas station, Valero with stripes in the back, in the back of the Valero with great tacos, enchiladas. But that's true. You roll in there. That stuff is legit. So they hire out. Abuelitas to come in there and and uh, do it upright. Oh yeah, they sure do, and it's so good because they, like these tacos are huge. I know, like when I'm traveling or whatnot, I get these tacos and they're like little. The tortillas are like this big. My grandma and all of these ladies in these gas stations they make tortillas about this big. So you're getting a huge taco for maybe a buck fifty, two bucks, and it's absolutely delicious. They have fresh salsa. And Laredo Taco Company should just hire me right now. <laughs> yes, they should. <laughs> Future <Holy>. sponsor. <laughs> now, wait a minute. You're in fantastic shape. Are you allowed to eat these every day? Yeah. No, I'm not allowed to eat these every day, sadly. And I do make tortillas as well. My grandma showed me how to make them. But thank you to Florida because it's really hard to find good tacos in certain areas of Florida. So it really works out for my diet that I'm not in Texas right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yes. And again, on that note, when we talk to UFC athletes or wrestlers, we one thing that we go to towards the end of the interview, but screw it, we're already there. Oh. What is a what is a cheat meal for Raquel Rodriguez post uh, match? Oh, post-match, I love to try and find a big order of fajitas, chicken fajitas, steak fajitas, and then it comes with the tortillas, so you can kind of eat tacos. But if the place looks like they have really good enchiladas, then I order the enchiladas verdes with the green salsa on top. They just hit the spot every time. And it also depends. I might have a sweet tooth, so maybe I got to get like a cookie or some churros or something while I'm at it, too. That's a, that's a big cheat meal for me, but I love all of that. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. On that note, I used to get some sweet tamales from the Mexican place down the hill with the raisins and the nuts. And, and that was insane. You, If you got a sweet tooth, I know you know about the sweet tamales. Oh, yes. My grandma, made, my grandma actually used to sell tamales and she can bust them out dozens by the dozens and sell them around the neighborhood. Whatnot, she would make the sweet tamales with the raisins. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And I brought this up to a few people too, and they never know. And I'm like, you guys, maybe it's just a Texas thing or something. But well, I was here under this assumption that your dad was one of the biggest influences in your life. Sounds like grandma's right up there. Who in your family has been one of the most iconic people for you to date? Definitely my father, but yes, my grandmother too, you know, cause she, she did raise me and my cousins and watch us over time. So I learned so much from her, but 
the person that I always wanted to be like, the person that I always looked up to, the person that I could go to for anything and talk to has been my father. He's been my rock, my ride or die. He's supported me with whatever decision I made in life. He never pushed me into basketball. Um, you know, it was something that I just kind of fell into watching him coach the team at my school. And he realized, you know, this is something I really wanted to do. So he would take off weekends or he'd work extra or he'd do double shifts just to drive me four hours to San Antonio or Houston or Dallas, wherever we had to go to meet recruiters for college or to in these big AAU tournaments. So I've, I've taken so much time with my dad. We've been on the road together. And even now when we go on road trips, it's like, oh, this feels like old times when I would ride with you to your shows or you would come with me to my basketball games. <laughs> No, that's cool. Those are good memories. We're talking with Raquel Rodriguez, WWE fighter. And you were talking a little bit about basketball, though. You playing basketball in college is serious business. Were you recruited by any WNBA teams or were you always just knowing once college is done, I'm going to go into UFC WWE? Yes, I, I was always just knowing. And it was because I had this deal with my dad. I wanted to be a wrestler as a very, very small Girl. And at the time, it was much different for women. So he was like very adamant about me going to college, graduating college um, and getting my education. So I did that. You know, I fell in love with basketball, which was really, really great because it was my avenue into a university and basically got me what I needed to get. So once I was able to graduate, I told my dad on that day, I said, remember when you said if I finish college, I could pursue wrestling. Mm. And of course he knew it was coming. So <laughs> he was like, yep, I know, you know, so he just started to support me from there and he would go with me to trainings. He would train me. He would get in the ring with me until I finally got my opportunity for a WWE tryout and made my way to NXT. So I know he's excited and proud of everything I've accomplished this far. And I know we both talk about it all the time, but it's just the beginning. So we're just elated to see what's next, you know? <laughs> You just said you were in the ring with your dad. How awkward is that? I mean, you're taking punches from your dad. You're punching your dad. Now, thankfully, you know, my dad was more of just trying to show me a little bit of his moveset, his style, stuff that I could kind of take on and make my own so that I could keep that tradition alive. So now dad wasn't punching me or anything. <laughs> Can you tell us when you got that call from WWE that uh, we want to bring you into NXT or work you through the system to to be on a bill like we're going to see? Uh, Saturday night in Phoenix? You know, it, uh, when I first got the call about signing with WWE and becoming a WWE superstar, I was actually um, changing my oil. So I was just sitting outside, minding my own business. I get the call and I immediately broke down in tears, was so excited. I tried to keep it together on the that specific phone call. But the minute we hung up, called my dad and just let it all out. And we both kind of cried together. But we were just so excited because... It was like everything was just falling into place at a very fast pace. So I was absolutely just prepared to drop whatever it is I was doing in Texas and just go and put it all in. And I'm actually very proud of myself for just doing that and moving so far away from home and be, being able to consistently push myself in this very difficult thing. But honestly, I, I know my dad's proud of me and I'm just so excited to keep trying to make him prouder. I'm told you worked like five years in what could be considered the minor leagues of of wrestling. Uh, tell me what that's like. Is it like minor league baseball, the bus rides and the, the dingy gyms and all of the craziness that, you know, that like in the movies you see that these guys are out there doing stupid stuff? You know, I don't, 
wouldn't say we were doing stupid stuff. We did have, definitely didn't have too many bus rides unless we were out of the state. But being a part of NXT really helped shape me into the performer I am today because I got to learn from so many amazing minds. Norman Smiley, Scotty Too Hottie, Robbie Brookside, Sarah Amato, Matt Bloom. And so I picked up all these different flavors of wrestling from everyone to create my own, in a sense, you know, as well as bringing in what my father taught me. But we did have some wild car to some of the local towns in Florida. You know, Rhea Ripley and I used to go and try and play jokes on people if we could. Uh, we had sing-along moments. I cried with Raul, who's actually, um, he's a part of La Legado de Porro. Um, and he's my really, really good friend. So I've made so many friendships in this business for five or six years. And it's crazy how quickly the time flies when you're really just having fun. It's well, you got to tell us one of the jokes. You can't just drop that out there. You got to tell us. One of the jokes that first thing that comes to your mind, don't think about it. Well, we did this Christmas, you know, we both had the Grinch hat. So we went around the show during Christmas and we were just playing little pranks on people, trying to be the Grinch for Christmas, away candies. Um, we tried to catch one of the referees at one point, but then he ended up wrapping us up, wrapping paper. That's just silly stuff like that, you know, making the time fly and ha making the best out of it. So it was just a lot of fun. How can you not love her? Thank yeah. you so much for this interview. This is so that I got to know. I got to know. I'm sorry, Crash. I got to yeah. know this. In doing the research for this interview, I came across a lot of pictures, obviously, on, on uh, YouTube and Google around. <laughs> Every one of them, if I look at 10 pictures, I can see 11 different looks for Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> I, you, do, you do not look the same from image to image. How do you manage that? I mean, how, where does that come from? Uh, you, like I, when you showed up for the interview today, you look nothing like the last five pictures that I saw. What's that about? Uh, I, don't know. I did go through a transformation from when I first signed with WWE till now. I will say that I have already, I was under the name Reina, um, Reina Gonzalez. And then I was under the name Raquel Gonzalez. And I came in as a bodyguard. I was a little bit of a bad guy in the beginning, so I had a different look to myself. Now I'm a little bit more of a good guy, so my mm -hmm. image has changed. But because, you know, to me, it doesn't feel too frequently, but, yeah, it has It has happened in such a short period of time. But it's still me. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> I'm still well, here. I, I know you got to Raquel, I know you got to run. <laughs> We're, Adam's uh, sending me messages. We've got to get the hell out of here. But look, you had me at your changing oil. Luca, I know. Lucas Oils, our official oil of the Freak Nation. That's what happens when your interview just stops. It just stops mid-sentence. What the hell was that? My goodness, we just, every now and then, that gremlin hops its ass in there and just says, boom. You on this colors. computer, you got to get another computer, dude. That's not a computer issue, my friend. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. a that's an editing issue. <laughs> not double checking your editing. That's the problem. <clears throat> Been on a plane for three hours. Yeah, we know. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Poor you on a plane. Yeah. No sleep. Got popcorn in your gullet. Man, I wish I could sleep like a baby. We always talk about that. I sleep like a baby every night. I wake up about every two or three hours and cry, you know? Oh, well done. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why do we say that? Why is that an expression? Sleep like a baby. I sleep like a baby. I mean, yeah. it's not like babies are drooling and have their mouths wide open like. Give I me mean, a baby that sleeps eight hours. A baby. I mean, right. it, it happens, but it's rare. 
Right. That's that's that man me. Yeah, once they, once they get about 18 or 19, yeah, they can sleep all they want. Right. 24 hours. Hey, uh, Suave, keeping his eye on Twitterdom, just found out there's another story out there regarding Formula One. We'll get to that next. Speed Freaks Pits on the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Got about two and a half minutes here before we got to get the hell out of here. Richie, you saw the story on Twitter regarding the Alpine team in Formula One. Yeah, Chris Medland, he covers F1. Is, uh, I've been covering this story ever since it, it broke, which is that eight hours after the race ended, there are more penalties and more appeals being done by both Alpine and by Haas. I'm going to read this uh, as best I can here. Uh, Fernando Alonso was here with a 10-second stop-and-go penalty, equating to 30 seconds of race time for Alpine, sending him back out on the track with the car in an unsafe condition. It drops into P15, Sebastian Vettel, no 7th. Uh, Madison 8th and Sonoda 9th with Ocon 10th. The stewards upheld the Haas protest because the car was unsafe, adding the stewards are deeply concerned that the car was not given the black and orange flag or at least a radio call to rectify the situation. Alpine were not told to do anything, so the team isn't happy about this. And so Alpine is now appealing this entire thing eight hours after the race is over, basically saying, listen, we weren't told to do anything while we were on the track. Why are we only getting penalized after the race was over and it ended up costing him a points uh, points finish there for Fernando Alonso. So F1 being F1, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and at the top of the show, Statman referred to a rubber rule book, usually reserved only for NASCAR conversations, except for this. Well, again, and you got to remember that uh, F1 is, are the, is the, is the organization that put a, painted a, ma- a marina in a parking lot next to one of the two greatest oceans in the world. Mm, yeah. The Miami Grand Prix with yeah. fake oceans. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And boats in concrete. I'm telling you, man, Bernie Ecclestone still has his fingers in this somehow. No, no. The ass hattery that that guy brought to Formula One. Oh, he made himself a billionaire. He can't be all bad. Oh, I know some bad billionaires, and they own a, they own a professional football team in Washington, D.C. <laughs> oh, my hatred for those guys gets even better when you have a... Not a Commanders fan? Not at all, Crash. Uh, Statman, shoot the juice to the moose. Cut it loose. See you, Freak Nation. Motorsports Radio, redefined.